Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a fantastic, blessed day today, as always. And be sure you guys voted. It looks like I saw it last night, the Berberine Ultimate. It won for product of the week, so be sure to check that out on the website today. That'll be up here in about an hour and get that updated at healthmasters.com. So be sure to check that out. Really good product. I'll go into detail into more of that later with what that product does, why it's so effective, and why so many people I know that are town taking it are getting great results with it. So we'll get into that, though, with some health stuff a little bit later on. First thing that I saw that was – very interesting. I was reading some stuff last night, and I've watched an episode with Tucker Carlson, which he also went into detail now asking the question, why exactly are we at war with Russia? It was the question that was verbatim what he said, and he went into detail on a lot of different things, including the fact that, again, we're in that situation that we found ourselves with the Iraq war after 9-11, where essentially you're either – with the United States or you're with the terrorists. The same mantra, the same same idea, the same concept, the same psychop. And one thing that we've been watching now, and this has been be growing more disturbing. I have a buddy of mine, I've told you guys, I, I, he won't come on the show. I've tried to get him to come on the show, he won't come on the show. He's retired Airborne Ranger, retired GRS contractor. If you guys know who that, what those guys are, you can watch the movie 13 Hours. And he has sent me some videos and drone footage and trench warfare footage from Ukraine and Russia sides repeatedly, and some of it is extremely disturbing. I'm not going to post it on the show or anything like that because, quite frankly, nobody needs to see it. And it's very graphic but very disturbing to see what's currently happening right now on both sides with Ukraine and Russia as there's really no clear tactic that's occurring anymore. They're pretty much just throwing bodies on both sides. And the level of just essentially failed tactics that are occurring now are becoming very disturbing and more like the trend that we're starting to watch, essentially a genocide of the Eastern European, German, Russian, Ukrainian uh, landscape as far as with the populace essentially being destroyed and all the able-bodied males essentially being wiped out. There's a video that got released as well from a Ukrainian soldier. And he says, and I quote, I do not know the plans that our government is doing, but it looks like the extermination of our own people. And what we're watching now is essentially there's no real rhyme or reason to this war anymore other than essentially money laundering and massive amount of weapons trafficking. And the fact that now we're just watching both sides just exterminate their own populace. We've seen in Ukraine that they've essentially been conscripting every able-bodied male pretty much like 18 to 60, and Russia's been doing essentially the same thing now. And there was a discussion that I had with my buddy who's tired GRS, and some of the videos he showed me, and one of them is like 11 minutes long. I can only watch about 30 seconds of it. It's extremely graphic of these Ukrainian soldiers. These guys are young, like 18, 19, 20 years old. And they're clearing minefields by person, like with like with metal detectors. Now, the equipment that we have is much far superior to that now that we've given them with mine clears and APVs and all types of different things. And these guys are literally jumping out of personnel carriers, getting blown up with mines, getting drugged back in, sending other guys back out to do the same thing. And 
it almost appears now that what we're starting to see with this war is essentially what exactly this soldier said in Ukraine is it's an extermination of their own population. They're wiping out the Ukrainian and Russian population intentionally with this war. Whoever it be at the top of the list, whoever is pulling the strings, whoever is handling the money, whoever is funding this entire thing, which I think we're pretty much all clear on who that is, who runs the banks. This is what we're starting to watch now, and it's very disturbing to see this. But if you've always followed history, you will find that any time a government starts to become a failure, the government starts to become insolvent. And Gerald Salente says this very, very clearly. He said this for decades. Whenever there's a problem, the bankers take us to war. That's what they always do. They always take us to war. And essentially, it's a way of culling out the younger population, especially in wars that absolutely mean nothing. And this is what I think we're starting to watch now. And on top of this, we've got this massive corruption linked to our current president of the United States, the bumbling buffoon Biden in the White House, who seems to stumble over every single thing he can possibly find on stage and on stairs and, and, and. And this is what we're starting to watch now with this essentially theater show, but yet it's very real. And there's people that are starting to essentially be wiped out from the face of this earth. And this is what we have to really address now is that this one thing that Trump said in the interview, if you guys remember that CNN town hall meeting a couple months ago, and a lot of stuff he says I don't agree with. One thing he said very clearly when the moronic interviewer from CNN asked him, well, who do you want to win the Ukraine-Russian war? Like, like she's asking him a question like, who, who do you want to win the playoffs? Like, who do you want to win the Super Bowl? I mean, just stupid question. I mean, just, just no, no regard for humanity, what's going on. And he goes, I want the war to be over. I want bodies to stop dropping. I want young men to stop dying. That's what I want to have happen in this war over there, in this needless war. And that was probably one of the most accurate things he has said in recent history. And this is exactly what we need to be addressing with our congressional leaders right now and our Congress and our Senate is what in the world is the purpose and the point of this now? Why in the world are we spending hundreds of billions of dollars with a proxy war with Russia? Why is there constant theater about all this nuclear nuclear exchange on a regular basis now? Is it simply to keep everybody distracted? Is it simply to keep everybody fearful? And I think it's a combination of all the above. Like Dad said earlier, a fearful population is a hesitant population, is a population that's easily controlled and manipulated. We saw this very clearly during COVID. The population got scared. What they tell everybody to do? Shelter in place. Don't ask questions. Put a mask on your face. Stay six feet apart. Don't do this. Don't do that. They continually lied about every single thing that we now know. Everything they told us was a complete lie. There was no science to back anything whatsoever. It was completely and totally just arbitrary. They just came up with random stuff. The entire six-feet measure that they had printed on every single door, floor, sign, register, everywhere you went. In my opinion, I told you guys before, I thought that was a uh, very um, numerical, satanic standpoint. Every time you walked into the store, there were sixes posted everywhere, which a lot of people questioned that when I first brought it up. And then later on, people came back to me and they said – you know, it was kind of ominous. Every time you walked in, there's a six on the floor and a six on the door and a six on the counter. And I'm like, did anybody else figure that out? <laughs> did anybody else see that but me? And again, this is what we continually watch now. This is why it is so important to really ask questions and, of course, stay 
frosty at all times. Yesterday, I told you guys about the story that happened over in Vegas, and I still am trying to dig up more research on who this random guy was that the media will not cover right now that went into the Turnberry Towers in Vegas, shot his way through the front glass doors, and was immediately lit up by a a concealed carry holder inside and essentially went to the hospital uh, in intensive care. But yet nobody's asking the question, who's this guy that walked in with an M4 loaded up with mags all under his shirt and a pistol walking into another hotel in Vegas to shoot at everybody? No, nothing. No question. No ask. No nothing at all. And again, I've told you guys yesterday, my opinion, I think that was an entire another CIA hit that was going to be happening, that was going to be used to keep everyone distracted again and take the news off the spotlight of what's going on with this Hunter Biden scandal, this entire thing that we're watching now. And so I've intentionally told a lot of my friends, we're out the other night on Sunday, went out to dinner with the kids, and I told them, I said, it's very important because all my guys always hang out with me. We all carry, we all train together. I've told them, I said, it's very important that everybody stays vigilant out in public right now. I said, there's some very strange things that are happening. And again, when the media starts to fail and the narrative starts to collapse, they take us to war. Or at the very least, they try to bring up a false flag to keep people distracted and keep people talking about what else is going on, including this entire perversion that's starting to be unbelievably systemic to the entire school system that I went into detail yesterday with the article from Brandon Smith on what's happening with this entire pride movement that's designed to be the next phase of the Bolshevik revolution. So again, my friends, continue to keep up the truth, continue to push forward, and continue by all means to stay alert, especially when you're out in public, with your children, with your family, at all times. What do you think, Deb? Uh, well, I think the world is getting weirder and weirder, and uh, you know, the you know, it's just it's unbelievable, honestly. Honestly, Austin, you know, you stop and you think about it. I mean. Uh, you know, the thing about it is, you know, you got, you know, people coming in now and saying that, you know, Al Sharpton is no longer the most racist person in the world and that that basically uh, it's Joe Biden. And, you know, and so it reminds me of that movie with Mr. Deeds with Al Sharpton was, you know, doing rhymes, Mr. Deeds at the funeral of the billionaire. And, uh, and Al Sharpton, you know, is that guy who's always out there who basically is always pushing race. Uh, now, Larry Elder says it's Joe Biden, says Al Sharpton is no longer the biggest race card hustler in America. He goes, Republican presidential candidate Larry Elder said Monday that the MSNBC host Al Sharpton is no longer held as the biggest race card hustler, citing Biden's recent remarks at Howard University. Biden claimed that uh, white supremacy was the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland. During his remarks at the May 13th commencement at Howard University, the president also invoked the January 6, 2021 riot at the Capitol building. The supporters of former Donald Trump stormed the building and delayed the certification of the 2020 for several hours. I mean, you know. The Anti-Defamation League keeps track of how many people are killed by extremists of any race, Elder said. Last year, 25, in 2020, there were 11,000 black homicide victims, almost all killed by other blacks. And Joe Biden has been lying about his civil rights record for decades. In other words, about 25 people died from uh, basically uh, extremists last year, but 11,000 black people died from killing each other. And so um, he's right. And so the world is just getting weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder. And, you know, think about it for a second. You know, you get UFOs now. We're talking about UFOs all the time now. The whole, everything's about UFOs. You know, from UFOs in Congress to uh, gay 
you know, transgenders on parade to a battle of the billionaires to billionaires dying in submarines. I mean, it's, it's nuts. The world keeps getting weirder and the weird keeps becoming the new norm faster than a UFO can streak across the night sky. You know, from the gay gonads of exposed groomers publicly parading their stuff in front of little kids, much to the pride of beaming Seattle, to Mommy Musk claiming that she put her fist down on the battle of the billionaires and asking society to quit encouraging their bad behavior, to old men pumping iron to prove that they are presidential, to Congress now stepping in with major legislative action to stop funding of USO reverse engineering. It's all in today's headlines. And, you know, think about it for a second. This is an interesting article that's written by David Haggath. It's called The Weird World Getting Weirder by the Day. And, uh, and you know, and that's why we talk about this. And, you know, what's ironic to me is this. You know, a few months ago, we did Angel Wars, and we went into detail about the UFOs. We went into detail about where they've come from. We went into detail about the fallen angels and the reverse technology. And now suddenly all of this stuff is coming out, and I'm so glad that I brought the Angel Wars to you guys so you'll know what this is and that this stuff is real. But we have no fear of this stuff because we have the power of the Most High God dwelling in us. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us every day. Marco Rubio now saying that he's heard of shocking firsthand accounts of UFOs from top Pentagon officials, claims the U.S. owns crashed non-human craft, and it's working on reverse engineering of their technology. And why Congress would want to stop the reverse engineering, I have no idea. Senator Rubio said some UFO whistleblowers are fearful of harm coming to them. Rubio advised against making any prejudgment or jumping to any conclusions. I mean, this is crazy. And all this stuff is happening and happening and happening. I told you the book, The Day After Roswell, with Colonel Corso that was promoted through the Money Mafia by Helluride. Those two books need to be read by everybody. That it says in there, and Corso said this, that laser technology, solid chip circuitry, basically night vision goggles, you know, all these different things that we have available to us today are basically from reverse engineered spacecraft from the fallen angels, period. That's, he doesn't say fallen angels, but that's what this is. And all of this stuff is continuing to be exposed more and more and more and more to take us away from walking in love and of a sound mind to making us walk in fear. It's like Austin said at the beginning of the show. You can't be walking around in fear and faith at the same time. Fear and faith are mutually exclusive. Either we have faith in God Almighty for the things that he said he's going to do for us, or we're going to walk in fear and say that God's not in control. Well, as far as I'm concerned, our God can do all, do all things. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. So we don't have to walk in fear of these things around us that have been here for thousands and thousands of years, who brought to us the ancient Canaanite religions of human sacrifice, who continue to promote all the agendas of these different religions all over the world to confuse us about the Most High God and Jesus Christ, his son. That's what this is all about. And it takes your focus off who Christianity is. The Pope now is inviting to the Vatican the guy who basically likes to paint pictures of Jesus in a vat of urine. Just, I don't need to say. And, and, you know, and I have a friend of mine who's a Catholic, and I sent it to him this morning. He's unbelievably angry that this has happened again with this pope. And I slammed this pope on yesterday's show and what he did and how he was involved in Operation Condor in South America in Buenos Aires. You listen to the show from yesterday. I won't repeat myself. But the reality is, is this pope is part of the Masonic Lodge Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan, take over the Vatican, destroy the Catholic Church, and to destroy the Christian faith, and to destroy Protestantism. They started at the same time. They did it all at the same time. They started going on with these giant crusades back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s with the name it, claim it, grab it doctrine that's pushed so many churches to a point now they, even talk, they don't even talk about Jesus or the cross or Jesus crucified anymore. They don't talk about any of that stuff. All they talk about is what they want to discuss as far as from a, how should I say, 
way to build their churches and to fly private jets and have multiple mansions across the country. One of the founders of a major network out in California, who's openly homosexual, by the way, who also basically had to pay off one of his homosexual lovers. Thought I'd mention that guy to you. That's going to mention his name. They had like 27 mansions all over the world in the ministry's name. In fact, his wife and he got in such bad arguments because they had such a bad relationship, probably because he was gay as a $3 bill, that they built multiple mansions beside each other in California so they could each have their own mansion to live in but not to live with each other. I mean this thing's sickening to me. And so this is the destruction, the wholesale destruction of Christianity by the Masonic Lodges, the Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan, the international bankers, the unbelievably false, whatever he was, Sabbatain Zevi from 1666. And now we're sitting here, you know, three, four hundred years later in this world that's turned into a cesspool with transgenders walking around with their genitalia on full display with young children walking beside them. They need to be taken out back. Well, let me put it this way. They all need to be locked up on the island of Madagascar. Just let them go there. They all sodomize each other to death. There you go. And they don't have to worry about reproducing the population because they don't like women. So, I mean, this is just sickening to me. And so the whole thing is just this giant perversion that's been brought to us by the teachings of Sabbatain Zivi and Jacob Frank, who said the only way they can resurrect their serpent god, Einsaf, from the pit, from the Kabbalah and from the Zohar, is to make the earth as evil as they possibly can so that their god can get resurrected. In other words, so he can walk out on the temple steps on the rebuilding of the third temple and declare himself god like it says in Thessalonians. That's the goal here. And again, why don't other people talk about this? And now suddenly Marco Rubio is saying he's heard first. This is a senator of the United States of America, and he's warning you that the stuff is very, very real. As I have warned you that it's very, very real, and I have warned you about the pope and all the rest of it. And now Congress is doubling down on the claims against the UFO, illegal UFO retrieval programs. You know, this is just crazy that we're having this, but why is it the media talking about this? Ask June the 26th about allegations of secret UFO retrieval and reverse engineering programs. Senate Intelligence Committee Vice Chairman Marco Rubio made several stunning statements. In an exclusive interview, Rubio told News Nation Washington correspondent Joe Cayley that multiple individuals with very high clearances and high positions within our government have come forward to share their firsthand UFO-related claims beyond the realm of what the Senate Intelligence Committee has ever dealt with. Rubio's comments proved the context for bipartisan provision adopted unanimously by the Senate Intelligence Committee, which would immediately halt funding for any secret government or contractor efforts to retrieve reverse engineer craft of non-Earth or exotic origin. Wait a minute. Why do they want to do that? Why do they want to stop reverse engineering? Number one, let me explain it to you this way. That ain't going to happen. This is black budget. These guys have no idea where this money This This is the money from the drugs coming out of Afghanistan, CIA, and China coming through a thousand lily pad bases across the United States and the world that are military installations allowing these drugs to be freely trafficked to fund black operations. This is what started after World War II. This is why they basically started Operation Gladio and Operation Condor, and this is why they involved the Vatican Bank to launder the money as they were bringing in hundreds of billions of dollars in drug money to fund black ops. So the Congress can say whatever they want to say. They ain't stopping this. It's been going on since 1946, 1947, period. And the Germans even started that earlier with the Glocke, with the bell they had that had had revolving mercury in it, which is basically a time capsule. All of this stuff was anti-gravity technology that was being brought to us 100 years ago from the fallen angels technology, even using the Viril maidens in Germany to have – these quote-unquote uh, interdimensional conduits in which they would talk to these entities and get this advanced science. All of this stuff is real, guys, 
And that's why I did Angel Wars. That's why we did it as an eight-part series. And, yes, I'm still working on putting it into a major series, and we're going to do that for you. I promise you that. But the reality is, is why do we think that any of this stuff is going to be okay? Why do we think that we need to basically you know, forget about who God is, forget about who Jesus is, and start dwelling on all this unbelievable negative stuff that's been with us for thousands and thousands of years? I'm going to say it again, and I've said it so many times in this show. Almost every single thing you've been told by the mainstream media, which is basically Operation you know, Mockingbird, which I talked about in depth yesterday, is a lie. It's all a lie. Remember what William Casey said? We will know that we've done our jobs at the CIA when everything every American believes is a lie. They believe every lie we tell them. Everything about everything about how our planet works, everything about how the technology is being run, everything about Antarctica, everything about our government, everything about free elections, everything about the ability to have a real election in the United States. It's all a bunch of lies. And it's, just, it's what it is. You know, Martin Armstrong had an interesting article that he did with Greg Hunter, and he goes, legendary financial and geopolitical cycle analyst Martin Armstrong was forecasting chaos in 2023, and that's exactly what we got. His cycle work says it don't look for anything to get better anytime soon. He explains we're in the midst of a coup. Well, no, we haven't been in the midst of a coup. We've been in the midst of a coup, and we had a coup when Kennedy got shot. He goes on to say, we have all these people who have been neocons for 30 years, neoconservatives, new conservatives. Even Ron Paul said recently that neocons have been waging war for 30 years and not have won a single one. This is what they live for. Look at the clip of Lindsey Graham. God, that guy is so effeminate, saying that this is the best money we've ever spent killing Russians. How can you take pleasure in the statement that is the best money we've ever spent killing Russians? This is not defense. These are the words of a psychopath in my mind. They are not about to accept anyone who's going to be against war. The neocons are full of control and full control of the government, period. We are living in a time of a coup, coup d'etat. The United States is not a free country. You, you thought it was. Armstrong predicts that the neocons will rig the 2024 election so Biden or some other neocon gets a second term. Is there any way to stop the election rigging in the fraud of 2024? Armstrong says, I don't believe so. Our computers show that holy hell breaks loose starting in 2025. I think the problem will be the cheating will be in everybody's face this time. Armstrong says the neocons will try to start a war before the 24 election, like Gerald Salenti has said, so Biden will win because a wartime president has never lost an election. Armstrong says that cheating will be necessary because the real poll numbers for Biden are in the single digits, like 6%, and not the 40% approval rates the lying media tells you. Armstrong contends Biden's approval number is still stuck at 9.5%, not 6%, with his deadly accurate Socrates computer program. But the big reason for Biden and his crew to worry is the real inflation number. Armstrong says inflation is subsiding a bit, but it is over 20%. That's reminded that's like it was back in the 70s, by the way. You guys get to experience that like you know, I got to do. Armstrong says that Biden's approval numbers are so low and inflation is so high that they have to have a war with Russia. War is the reason they had to remove Trump out of the White House because Trump was against the constant war. Armstrong adds, no way they're going to allow a free election. If you think the CIA, CIA cannot rig a vote, I don't know what planet you live on. Wow. I mean, think about what they're saying. He goes, don't expect Fed Chairman Jay Powell to lower interest rates. It would be just the opposite. Armstrong explains, what is Powell looking at? War is the number one cause of inflation. He can't say because your people are dumping all this money into Ukraine, inflation is the only going to go higher because then he is criticizing the government. So he just says he's looking at international considerations. Look at what the Vietnam War did. It broke the back of Bretton Woods. War is always the number one problem. The neocons only care about winning. They do not care about the country. They do not care about your 401k or your retirement. They could care less. Now, I'm going to say something here, and I'm going to kind of get to a point 
I'm going to buffer this as best I can. We're talking about neoconservatives here. We're talking about new conservatives. They came in with Ronald Reagan. Before they, before they were neocons, they were hardcore liberal leftists, and they knew they couldn't come in and subvert the government by being hardcore leftists. They converted many of them into the Republican Party and became new conservatives and left their liberal stance behind them, but they never left the liberal stance behind them. They remained liberals. And they brought that liberal mindset into the Republican Party to try to destroy and further undermine the republic. That's who they are. Many of them are extreme liberals. Many of them are Jewish. Now you think, oh, God, Ted, I can't believe you just went there. I just went there. And that's, and that's the problem that we're running into. you got a mindset of a group of people that have been raised extremely liberal. Now they knew that wasn't going to work, so Cloward and Piven had to come in and do this. Now they're not all Jewish. I mean, I'm not saying that either, but a lot of them are. And so we have a situation where we stop and we look and we go, wait a minute. Oh, that's right. Jeffrey Epstein was Jewish. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's, that's right. Klaus Schwab's Jewish, too. Uh, yeah, just like Maxwell was Jewish, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Larry Fink. Oh, yeah. The BlackRock. Oh, yeah. He's, he's Jewish, too. And I, I did this one day. I got so much heat from you guys. You guys sent me a bunch of letters. I went to top 30 or 40, you know, CFOs, you know, CEOs, you know, board of directors, people, and all these top corporations. And I started talking about their ethnic background and what religion they were in. And, boy, I took the heat. And I, I'm not going to do that again, but you guys look it up yourself. But the reality is this. When we have that communist mantra mindset that comes into the United States with these unbelievably hardcore liberals that were raised under the Zohar and underneath, it's okay to have sex with children when they're young based upon their scripture, what they believe from the Talmud. And they come in and they come into a position of power in the United States and into the White House. They bring that liberal ideology with them. Remember what Donald Trump said. You know, when he got the Kabbalah Tree of Life Award, this represents everything that I believe in. It's like one of the most prestigious awards you can get. On and on and on and on it goes. And you think, well, are all Jews bad? Absolutely not. The vast majority of the Jews just want to be left alone, just like the vast majority of the Christians want to be left alone. But the biggest problem that we run into is we've got a group of people out there that control the central banks. We've got a group of people out there that control the media. We've got a group of people out there that control monetary policy. And we've got a group of people out there basically that are doing what they do to bring a liberal mindset and destroy the United States of America. And many of them are probably Kabbalist Luciferians. Now, remember, you don't have to be a Jew to be that. You could be a quote-unquote practicing Christian who pretends to be a Christian and be a Kabbalist. Look at all the people in Hollywood who are a bunch of satanic people anyhow who are wearing the red strings around their wrists and a whole bunch of those guys are not Jewish, period. They're basically just Luciferian Kabbalists and they basically belong to the synagogue of Satan. All of this stuff is just real. Now you say, well, I can't believe you're talking about this. It's so politically incorrect. I don't care anymore at this point. It doesn't matter. Now I've got a lot of friends of mine that are Jewish that are really nice people that hate what's going on. They're conservative. They're real conservatives. They're not neocons. And they don't want to be part of this. It's like the same thing with the gays. There are gays out there that want, don't want to be involved in the transgender movement, who hate the transgender movement, who say all it does is cause more persecution and more hatred against the homosexual population because of the transgenders and the gay story hours and all the rest. All of this stuff is part of what's happening around us, whether we want to believe it or not or see it or not. The problem is, is that we are in a situation that we got a mess. And again, there's this atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ. And when these guys control the money supply through Babylonian money magic, these Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan, and it says in the Bible, they claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan. It says that twice in the book of Revelation. You can read it yourself and make your own judgment on that. That's what the word of God says. They're not Jewish, most of them, by bloodlines. They are Satanists. 
and they are basically Luciferians. Nobody wants to mention this, and nobody wants to mention those verses out of Revelation. I just thought I'd mention them today so we could just rile things up a little bit here today. But the reality is this. If we don't see who they are, if we don't stand our ground with the great I am and with Jesus Christ and with the Holy Spirit and understand that this hatred of Christ is because they want their old world order back because he upended everything, including human sacrificial combat to death by the gladiators, sacrificial you know, sacrificing people on crosses, you know, to light the ways of Rome and then putting the oily rags around them and lighting them up like torches. They want that back. Open human sacrifice, open human orgies, massive group orgies. They want all that back to worship their Satan God because they hate human beings so much that they'll do anything to destroy God's children. That's the bottom line here. They hate us. That's why they're constantly doing DNA tampering with us, trying to do exactly what they did in Genesis chapter 6 to change our image from that of the Most High God and how we were created with souls to allow us to be basically compromised and become something else. What the heck do you think an MRA shot's all about? It changes DNA, period. That's what it does. It changes you. And gosh, almighty guys, that's why I say if you're a Christian, you stand on the word of God and you stand on the blood of Jesus. And if you had to take that shot, you just stand on that blood, because what's going to happen is I believe that God's power and his blood can stop all of that change from an intercellular standpoint. I still believe that. Plus, you need to take your supplements. You need to take your nanokinase. You need to take your E. You need to keep your blood thing. You need to drink your water, all the rest of it. But I'm on a rant today because I've had enough. Now, I'm going to say one more thing. And this is going to be interesting. When Austin was talking to me yesterday about what was going on in Ukraine. We were talking about just this bloodletting, this destruction of the population. A lot of the Ukrainians who were in power in that country are Nazis. They run around with swastikas on their uniforms. They have different brigades that are pure Nazis. They like to run around, I guess, do their Zig Heils and all the other stuff they like to do. And so the people who are taking over Ukraine, because it's a very, very wealthy country, it's a beautiful country, are going to take lots of what Israel is and move it into the Ukrainian area. Well, these people absolutely hated the German population, and they hated the Nazis because of what happened during World War II. Okay, and i got to admit, I'm not a big fan of Nazis either. But the reality is this. They hate the German people, and they want to do everything they possibly can to destroy the, 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 destroy the DNA. And when you understand this, you start to understand why they're sending 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old men to go off of land – cruisers, basically machines and tanks, to jump into minefields, to clear minefields, you know, with a little bitty metal detector, and they're blowing up as soon as they step into the minefield, losing legs and limbs and dying. It's genocide against the Ukrainian people right now. That's all this is. And it's just slaughtering back and forth, back and forth. Now, is it as bad as they say it is? I don't believe it is. I don't believe it's one of those things that we're going to have a global war from this, but it is genocide and extermination against these people in Ukraine. That's why so many of them have fled to the United States. It's a giant mess. But remember, there's a book out there. You need to read it. And you can get it as a, pre as a free PDF online. If you try to buy the hard copy, they're super expensive now. It's called The Most Dangerous Book in the World, 9-11 as a Mass Ritual Human Sacrifice. You need to read it. And it goes into the Masonic Lodges, basically human sacrificial network, and what they did and how they did 9-11 and how it was used as a mass human sacrifice. You need to read that book. And it'll shake you up and it'll twist you around and it'll make you realize that these guys do everything by the numbers, by the days of the year, by calendars. And it's all the Kabbalist protocol of how they use numbers and gematria to control their decisions and the stars and astrological numbers. All of this stuff. That's what Dresden was. Dresden was another mass human sacrifice. All of these people, they worship the unholy god of the Kabbalah 
That's what they do. They worship this guy, this snake thing, and they understand who he is, and they want to bring him to a position of power to basically resurrect him from the serpent, from the pit. And that's what this is all about. And that's why in the book of Revelation it says that the beast, that his mortal wound was healed, okay, when he comes back up. This is the deal they're doing here, guys. That's why we have these mass human sacrificial rituals that we call abortion. That's why we have all of these other things going on with these never-ending wars. And this is why we're having the massive culling of the population of the planet through mRNA vaccines and the massive, massive reduction of fertility with these mRNA vaccines attacking the ovaries and the testicles of the people that have been injected. So there, I have given you a whole bunch of stuff that you probably didn't want to hear this morning, but it's just the way it is. And this is who we are and where we are right now in <laughs> – in, 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 in the United States, the once great country, the shining light on a hill that has been used now to basically destroy the entire planet with mRNA vaccine, with a man who all he cares about is where his ice cream is, being led by the hand across the stage, who likes to stumble and fall and claim that he's the world leader. This is a nightmare, quite frankly, and we've got to stand firm in aggregate. Let's pray right now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the name of, of all names to the power of the Holy Spirit, to the power of the great I am, to the power of Jesus, through whom all things are held together. I pray that you expose these groups, that you show the people out there that are listening to this show right now who they are, what they are, what their agenda is, and that we stand against them in the aggregate. And we send this show to everybody we can find to send it to so they'll know what's going on and who these people are and why they're doing what they're doing, Lord. I pray that you continue to direct and guide our listeners. I pray that you protect them. I pray that I plead the blood of Christ over them. I put a hedge of thorns around them, and I station angels all around them, Lord, for their protection. And I pray that you bless them and that you keep them, that you allow your face to shine upon them, Lord, that you're gracious unto them, and you grant them grace, mercy, peace, love, prosperity, companionship, long life, and resolve. And they put on the full armor of God, and they dig in, and they stand their ground, and they stop this onslaught, and they tell their friends so we can put a stop to this nonsense, and we can slow this mess down, and we can stand firm in the knowledge that you are God, and that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad, and regardless of what they do, because our hope and our victory is in Jesus, Lord, that you let the people see that this morning. It's in Jesus' name I pray, Father. Amen on top men. Austin, go ahead. I got to take a break. Wow. <laughs> I was spot on. Yeah, you're 100% accurate on that. I mean, these are some, some strange things we're continually watching right now. And I mean, you know, I, was, I saw an article earlier that was discussing how over like 250 woke Hollywood celebrities from movies and TVs now have signed their name urging big tech to crack down on anyone that basically does not support gender-affirming care and prohibits any type of hate and harassment against the alphabet community. What's crazy about this is this, again, is exactly what I discussed yesterday. These groups do not want to have any opposition from their perverted push that they're constantly going for. They don't want to have anybody questioning what they're saying. They want to force this and make everybody accept it. It's the same thing I discussed yesterday. Pride, the whole aspect of pride is a weakness. It's not a virtue. That's not good to be prideful. Pride cometh before a fall. I'm not sure of any reason whatsoever why somebody has pride in their sexual proclivities, in their sexual perversions. There's nothing to be prideful about that. 
being gay or being a tranny or being a pervert doesn't make you somehow special. It doesn't make you somehow a, you know, a superior person in society. But again, this is what they're constantly pushing now. And what they're constantly now saying is this gender affirming care is anti-suicide care. They want to make sure these children aren't going to commit suicide in seventh and eighth and ninth grade so they have gender affirming care. Let me explain something to you. Children in general, especially in younger years, they want to be a part of a group or a clique or a niche. They want to be involved in something. That's why you have certain groups, they gravitate towards more sports. You have some that basically go towards band. There's all types of different things. People want to be involved in something. People are social. Human beings naturally, from a psychological standpoint, are social. They want to be involved in a group. Well, what you've seen now is this younger generation, they have now seen so much publicity and so much essentially positive engagement from these groups that now this whole transgender fad, it's what it is, it's a fad, these kids now want to be involved in it. They go, oh, well, I'm not involved in this, or I'm not involved in that, or I'm not involved in this group or that group. Well, this is the next group that will accept me. This is the group that will bring me in. I can identify with this group, even though the majority of these kids have no understanding at all what they're involved in, nor do they have any idea what happens when they start going on cross-sex hormones. You start giving males estrogen. You start giving females testosterone. They have no understanding from a physiological standpoint what that actually does to them long term. doesn't matter. They're being told and encouraged in the media that this is what you need to do. This is where you need to go. This is how you need to do it. And again, now, if you say anything about it, you're a transphobic bigot, and you need to be shut down immediately on social media and any other platform. You don't have a right to speak about any of this anymore. This, again, is the subversion and the perversion of the general society that's continually happening right now. And this is why it is so important that you constantly monitor what your children are being exposed to, especially at a young age. Now, when they get older, you can't change what they're going to do. You know, they're 18 years old, they're moved out. They're going to do whatever they want to do. But at young age, especially single-digit age, it is so crucial you make sure you protect them from what's happening. It's so important. Also, to in other news, this is interesting. Last night I was in a group chat with a couple of friends of mine, and we were discussing what's going on now with this EV world that's continually becoming more invasive that essentially finding nobody wants, nobody's asking for, but it's being, again, forced upon everyone by force. But nobody's asking for it because nobody likes it. The EV sector is essentially they're glorified golf carts. That's all they are. Two to three hundred miles max. Got to charge them. The F-150 Lightning with a trailer, 80 to 100 miles max with a trailer. You have to stop three, four, five times just to get out of the state of Florida. Well, what I'm finding is now is Ford is so far compromised with basically BlackRock and big government now. There's a whole group of individuals that are starting to get very irritated because they're not getting trucks. They've ordered F-250s, F-350s, higher trim packages. They're not showing up. Ford's completely and totally abandoned their base because they lost $3 billion in the EV sector because that's what they're told to do now. They're told to boost these EV cars by 2025, 2026 that nobody's asking for. And yet the trucks that they built their base on that Henry Ford started the entire company on, what actually brought products to the people that they wanted, 
they're stepping by the wayside because they want to force people to go along with essentially this ESG score. And now I found out yesterday, at all time right now, while Ford is hemorrhaging cash, they're refusing to build trucks that everybody's ordered. They're hemorrhaging cash flow in the EV sector. They just got a 9.2 billion dollar loan from the federal government two days ago. 9.2 billion dollar loan. And the question is, what they get this loan for? This eye-popping sum represents the biggest government investment in the auto industry since the bailouts from the Great Recession. They now are helping them build giant EV battery plants in Tennessee and Kentucky so they can push their EV agenda. The only reason, the only reason the EV market is even what it is is because of government subsidies via our taxpayer dollars. Where do you think the $10 billion came from? Just came out of thin air? No, it was a government bailout. It was a government loan via our taxpayer dollars. So again, when I talk about this, be very, very cautious what you're buying, what you're supporting, and what you're continually encouraging. Because I've seen a lot of people now, they talk the talk, they act like they walk the walk, and then suddenly, oh yeah, well I got to go get my Starbucks, and I got to order my stuff off Amazon Prime, and I got to go buy my new Tesla, and it's the new current thing, whatever is the new trending thing that they want to be a part of, they completely and totally stop what they really know they truly should be supporting because my friends there has never been a time like this in our history where you're watching corporations businesses giant entities that were once amazing that gave people what they asked for that brought things to market that people wanted you're now watching those markets now completely turn their back on their consumers and tell the consumers this is what you need to buy because this is what's good for you we're we're selling you this ev vehicle for your protection it's for your safety and protection and we hear that it's about two years during covid oh yeah yeah didn't they tell you we're doing this to protect you? We're doing this to save the environment. We're doing this to make sure everybody stays safe and healthy. Isn't it funny that the same people that told you you need to put alcohol hand sanitizer on your hands every time you touch anything in the entire world, you need to sanitize your hands, sanitize your hands, sanitize your hands, are the same people that are now going around and still continually telling you, oh, it's, it's totally fine, safe and effective injection, safe and effective RNA shot. It's totally fine. By the way, you need to give up your firearms for your protection. You know, we need to be the only ones with guns. Nobody needs to have any type of firearms whatsoever. It's, it's for your safety and protection. My friends, understand what people are saying. Understand what people are pushing and continue to get the truth out there because there's a lot of people that have been blinded by the lies, that have been continually consumed by propaganda, and they have no idea what's really happening in the world. And it's our job to at least bring them the truth. And allow them to make their own decision on it because right now there's a lot of very strange things happening and it is our responsibility as American patriots to continue to encourage one another to get the truth out there. That's why, again, I brought you guys yesterday about the sucralose. I put the article again on the website again to continually encourage people to eat clean, to stay healthy, to stay off a lot of these toxic pollutant just additives that are put in our food now, these preservatives, these artificial sweeteners, they're unbelievably horrific for the body. And I've told you guys before, if you eat some junk food occasionally or you have ice cream or you have a cheeseburger, 
Is it going to absolutely wreck you? In most cases, no, especially if you're taking care of your body and you're eating clean and run some GHI cleanse. But what you can't do is you cannot continually put heavy toxins in your body every single day, day in and day out, and expect not to have negative side effects long term. It just doesn't happen. I've watched it happen. I know a guy just recently. He was doing really good, eating clean, taking supplements, and all of a sudden he decided he wanted to get off that. And he started drinking soda again, drinking five, six Coca-Colas a day, eating garbage again. Sure enough, had a bunch of health problems pop up. You can't continually pump toxins in your body all day long and not expect to have side effects. So I encourage you, continue to get the truth out there and encourage your friends to stay healthy and strong. What do you think, Deb? Uh, you know, often uh, – <laughs> Yesterday, I was on with Dave Hodges, and I did a show with him. And the first <clears throat> first 20 minutes of the show, we actually talked about health and, you know, about eating the right foods and working out the right way and <clears throat> proper exercise techniques and how important it is to do cardio. And how when them, let me stop on that real second. Everybody knows how to eat clean already. I've told you how to do that. Stay with chicken and vegetables and, and you know, and, you know, wild fish, but no catfish or, you know, eels and weird stuff like that. No skin fish. And, and, and basically, you know, stay away from bread and pasta and rice and potatoes if you're trying to lose weight. But the reality is, is that, you know, the cardio thing's got a lot of people confused. You know, when I was in the exercise physiology program at Florida State University, I have a minor in that. I've taken multiple graduate classes in exercise physiology. And what they taught us was this, you know, about seven minutes, three times a week for a cardiovascular training effect is all you need. In other words, it works the heart, works the circulatory system, and it keeps everything healthy and the heart running smooth, but it doesn't cause damage to the joints. Uh, people want to go out there and they want to run on concrete, you know, on concrete rows or concrete sidewalks. And they want to run for, you know, an hour a day or they want to run 10 or 15 miles a day or they want to basically do a never-ending barrage of cardio every single day to try to burn extra calories. It's, it, it, will, it will work, but it takes a lot of time to do that, to burn fat. But what it also does, it causes massive joint impact and damage to the hips, to the knees, to the ankles. That's why so many people are getting hip replacement surgery. So many people are getting knee replacement surgery. So many people are having all types of reconstructive ankle surgery because many of these people are either extremely overweight, which causes all kinds of health problems, including these damages to these same joints because you're having to carry that weight, or they're doing so much cardio. The majority of the people, or they have to have back surgery because they've had so much degenerative disc disease from all the running. I've got a friend of mine. He lives down in um, Fort Lauderdale. I've been a friend for forever since college, and he used to run all the time. And he ended up having, you know, unbelievable back problems. Had to have back surgery. And you know, it's just part of what happens if you have degenerative disc disease and you have constant pounding. So you don't have to do hours and hours of cardio every single day, but you need to eat clean. In other words, why do you want to try to burn an extra 1,000 calories doing cardio, which takes several hours to do that, when you just not eat the extra 1,000 calories in food? Uh, we had a friend of ours who was a really good chiropractor, but he weighed 500 pounds. He used to eat like you know, two double large pizzas every single day for lunch and a gallon of soda. He had to bring in his you know, 15 to 20,000 calories a day to maintain his weight. And he ended up having to retire because his hips got so bad he couldn't walk anymore. In the last couple of years he was working, he actually had to walk on like crutches to adjust people. And I was always hoping he wasn't going to collapse and, you know, crunch somebody at 500 pounds when he fell on him. But the sad part about it is he had to retire. And the man was absolutely brilliant, one of the smartest people I've ever met. The problem is he was undisciplined as far as his dietary habits. He really was. And, but he was brilliant. And, and the sad part about all of it is, is that, you know, when you see people that are doing that and making the same mistakes over and over and over again – all you can do is try to help them and try to, to tell them that this is not okay. And then what happens a lot of times, people will get to the point where they're about to die, 
and suddenly they are hospitalized. And if they come out of the hospital at all, if they're not killed by the metro, you know, the chemical, you know, the chemical medical industrial complex, you know, they come out and they want to make changes and they don't realize that they've abused their body for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And now it doesn't just fix itself within a week. It takes time. And uh, I had a, a naturopathic physician tell me one time, he said, it depends on how old you are. He said, if you're basically 50 years old, it takes like 50 months to rebuild the body from scratch when you tear it to pieces because of your diet. Now, I don't think it takes, you know, four years to do it. I think you can really, really, really clean it all up within a year. But it's going to take a year of eating clean and doing the right things and basically not pouring a bunch of poisons back into your body with pesticides and herbicides and all the rest of the stuff that's out there in the market now and eating foods that are loaded with this stuff. Really important that people understand this because, guys, it's something that you have to do on an ongoing basis. I mean, I, I, I talked about this on, you know, on with the Hodges. It's better to go ahead and have a really good, high-quality life all the way until the day you die and not have to spend the last five or six years of your life in a nursing home. It's not necessary to have to do that in most cases if you eat clean. Perfect example. My mom lived to be in her early 90s. The last six years of her life was in the nursing home. My mom would not exercise. My mom was sedentary. My mom ate junk food. Her DNA allowed her to live to be in her 90s, but her health started to deteriorate when she was 45, 50 years of age. I kid you not. It started. I mean, she lost all of her teeth, had to have all her teeth pulled out. By the time she was 50, had to wear dentures, and it just, it just went downhill. But she smoked and she drank all the time. And I love my mom. I will always love my mom. I did a great funeral for her. I spoke and did the, the eulogy for her. And she really was something else as far as going through Germany and World War II and all the rest of the stuff that she did and managed to survive all of that. But the truth is she could have had a much better life all the way to the end. My grandfather, he lived to be 86 years old. Her dad, he was super active. He was never sick. And then he was 86 years old. He had a stroke and he was dead a couple months later. He was gone. My dad, he was in his 80s. And he was playing the accordion, and he ate pretty clean most of the time. He was in great shape, and he had a stroke and died playing the accordion with the old folks home, be giving them a concert because he loved playing the accordion. He had over 100 songs memorized. And so that's a clean way of leaving the planet. I mean nobody wants to sit around in a nursing home and just rot in your own feces and urine. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to live like that at the end. But a lot of people, they don't even realize they're in the nursing home because they've taken such poor care of themselves. They don't realize that what they've done their entire life is what's caused them to be where they are right now. I see it repeatedly over and over and over and over again. And people scoff when I say to them, you need to eat clean to be healthy. You need to make sure you exercise to be healthy. You need to be doing resistance training to be healthy. And they look at me kind of funny and they kind of laugh and they go, oh, it's not necessary. I don't have to do that. Well, let me explain something to you. You know, 100 years ago, you know, about 150 years ago, we lived in an agrarian society here in the United States. A lot of people lived on farms, and they ate fresh organic food every single day, all the time. I know my dad's uh, first wife, they said that during the Great Depression, that they had all the food they could possibly eat. Nobody had any cash because the M1 money supply had been tightened down by the Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan bankers. But they had plenty of food to eat because they were on the farm, because they could grow their own food. And they ate clean, organic food. She lived to be almost 100 years old. And see, what happened is around the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, they started processing the food so they could take them to market and carry them all the way across the country and pick them when they weren't even ripe yet and put all kinds of chemicals on them to slow down the ripening process. And they started poisoning the food supply. And then they started putting trans fats and hydrogenated oils into the food supply, which massively caused a huge increase in heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. That's basically like Crisco, right? And so what ended up happening is all this stuff happened all at around 
1945-1950. And then they introduced plastics into the food supply, knowing good and well that these were estrogen compounds and they could leach into the food supply. And on and on and on. So for the past 70 years, we've had a degradation of the food supply. And that's why the health of the United States is going downhill, 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 downhill now. In fact, right now, even Yahoo came out and said the annual numbers of excess deaths in the U.S. relative to other developed countries are growing at an alarming rate. But the, the crazy part about this is this is a professor of, of sociology, University of California, Los Angeles, and it says the big idea, people in the U.S. are dying at higher rates than on other similar high-income countries, and the difference is only growing. It, well, here's the, here's the reason that's happening. You know, They've been injected with a doggone bioweapon. And I told you this was going to happen. I told you this years ago that they're going to cover this up for heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. They're going to say, we don't know why everybody is dying. We have no idea. It says in 2021, more than 892,000 of the 3,400,000 deaths in the U.S. experience, or were about one in four, were excess deaths. That's almost a million dead in one year. In 2019, that number was 483,000 deaths, or nearly one in six. That represents an 84% increase in excess deaths in the United States from, in my opinion, the clot shot. And all of these things are happening around us, and we can't see the truth because the media won't tell us the truth. And the mainstream media has been bought and sold and paid for by, like, what, what, what did William Casey said again? I mentioned this, that we'll know that we've done our job at the CIA when everything that everybody believes is a lie. And so we have been in a situation now where they're going to continue to watch people die, drop dead. Funeral businesses are going to be doing great. Cremation businesses are going to be doing great. And they're going to continue to blame stuff like, we don't know what happened. We don't know why everybody's got blood clots. We don't know why people are suffering from myocarditis and pericarditis. We don't know why we have this. It's all lies because they don't want you to know what they did to you. Because if they if, – remember what our buddy told you who had that lawsuit against him with the federal government. They offered him like a huge settlement just to go away. They're going to put a gag order on him. And the judge told him, we cannot admit – that what we did was wrong with the COVID shot and with the bioweapon released with the shot because it's a matter of national security. Now, what in the heck does he mean by that? Well, what he means by that, they don't want mass rioting in the streets. They don't want the people in the United States saying, you know, you've killed us. You've destroyed us. You've destroyed our way of life. You've destroyed all of us by what you've done to us. We can't believe you've done this. We can't believe we're in a situation like this. You know, we're going to massively riot now like they did several years ago when Black Lives Matter was deciding to destroy all the democratically run cities. They're going to say, we're going to do it to the whole country now. Well, they don't want that just yet. Now, out of order will come chaos. They want that. They want to have massive controlled rioting, but they want to be able to control what's going on, and they want to control the narrative. And they don't want it just in the United States. They want it globally because globally is going to allow them to bring in their new world order. That's what they want under a new world religion that's going to be written by AI to take Jesus out of everything and rewrite the entire Bible. That's what they're going to do, and they're going to make Lucifer the god of this age, and they're going to basically say this is the religion that you have to worship, and now you have to basically worship the fallen one because that's their god. And so they're going to do all of this, and the people are so stupid now because they've been so dumbed down with fluoride and tricyclic antidepressants and serotonin reuptake inhibitors and all the chemicals and the clot shots and all the brain stuff they've done to them and the implants. They're going to go along with it. Then it can create a mindset, a hive mind, where every thought will be evil all of the time. And that's where we are right now. And that's why we have to stand our ground and not allow this group of people that has done this to us to continue to maintain the power and structure over all of us. We've got to say, no, we're not going to put up with this. No, we're not going to be part of this. No, we're not going to allow them to do this to us. No, no, and no, and no, and no. We are going to put on our full armor, and we're going to stand our ground, like it says in Ephesians, like I mentioned earlier when I prayed for you guys. This is what we have to do. 
And if we don't do this, what's going to happen is we're going to be in a situation that, you know, we're not going to realize, you know, the country is gone, which I hate to say it is really going that way quickly. And the population of the country is so incredibly naive at this point that they don't even see what's happening around them. They don't see that this entire thing, this edifice of the United States controlled by the Federal Reserve banks is crumbling around them as the debt becomes untenable and the tax base can't possibly cover any of it. We've got to continue to borrow more and more money to give to Ukraine for the eugenics protocol. Look at Ford. Billions and billions of dollars now because they're trying to push the EV market. Let me say something about Henry Ford. Henry Ford, the founder of Ford Motor Company, you know, over 100 years ago, he absolutely hated the international Kabbalist Luciferian banking community and stood against them when they tried to take over Ford Motor Company. He did. He wrote entire treatises against them and who they were and what they did. He was unbelievably angry at what they had done because they tried to seize his company because they decided not to finance the floor planning of the inventory of the cars and the trucks and the dealerships that he had all over the country. And they had to go find their own floor planning inventory you know, financing, and they were going to seize his company from him. So he went against them full throttle. Well, I can guarantee you at that point, they signed a blood oath against him like they did with the czar in Russia in 1812. And they said they will destroy him, destroy Ford and destroy everything, no matter how long it takes. And now this country, this country, this company is being run by these Kabbalist, Luciferian synagogue of Satan lackeys. And they're allowing this group of people to come in and destroy Ford Motor Company because of the blood oath. Now, Ford Motor Company will probably be taken over by another company. They'll be seized. The assets will be stripped by vulture capitalists or whatever's going to happen. But when these guys come after you like that and they start doing these blood oaths against you, they don't want to stop because this is all part of their satanic worship. So, guys, you don't have to be part of that. You stand firm in Jesus and the knowledge that you have the power that raised Jesus from the dead that dwells in you all the days of your life. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.